Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bonnie, mm. which of these characters is you? Mm. So the world's ending, it's a group of girls, an all-girls school. Each of them have different approaches to this and, and talents. Tag yourself, basically. I don't feel good about it, but I'm probably Genevieve. I don't think you're bossy enough to be Genevieve is the thing. No, I get I... the sort of, like, organisation and... I try and get people on, on, on task, yeah. Mm, interesting. I wouldn't be as, as bossy as her, no. You're not even surviving the first day. Okay, firstly, hurtful, but also <laughs> accurate. But you said I'd be... um. Renee, <laughs> why? Getting caught up in a lie and keeping it going. Why is that me? <laughs> well, she was funny. I liked her a lot. What would you really do, though, if this happened? I wouldn't survive. This is the thing. Mm. I have no interest in surviving a post-apocalyptic world. Mm. So I would just end it pretty early on, I think. Would you go out into the ocean? I'd be like, oh, no, I stepped on the bit of the sinkhole that's, like, going down. Whoops. Hi there, everybody. My name is Lonnie. Her name is Sine. We have watched Class of 07 for this podcast called I Only Like You and Movies. We've been trying to watch some more Australian stuff this year, so even though this came out a few months ago, we're adding it to this year's watch list. It's an Australian show, as we've sort of set up top, it's a post-apocalyptic comedy, <laughs> and very cleverly, it's set at a high school reunion, um, at a prestigious girls' school. I think the basic concept surely was, hey, it's a, what's the worst thing that happened? Going back to your high school reunion, and then you're stuck with these people forever, and they're the only people you can see ever again, Right. It's a good pitch. I like it. Did you go to your high school reunion, your 10-year mm-hmm. high school reunion? Mm-hmm. How was it? Wasn't as eventful as this. Okay. <laughs> um, it's okay. I left pretty early. So I chose not to go because I finished my high school at a prestigious all-girls school and there was no way in hell I would want to deal with those people for even an hour. Because you're worried about the apocalypse, yeah. Mm. Sure. Let's just say <laughs> I had many Saskias in my life. I see. Yes. Um, the, the impression I'm getting from watching some Australian stuff and worldwide um, films and TV shows today is that private schools are pretty bad. And school in general fucks you up. There's not many positive depictions these days, is it? Is this just what gets popular? I'm thinking of the other one we watched from Australia. It's all about bullying. Oh, yeah. At the school. And they went camping at the thing. Mm. Yeah. 
yeah. is this. I think the thing is people who, here's my hot take. Right. People who had a good time at private schools have a lot of money and they're doing well in life. And I don't know if that comes with a lot of introspection. Whereas people who have had like more complex experiences are more mm. likely to sort of try and work out what happened in them. And I also think, I don't think it's just private schools. I think it's same sex schools mm. that are a huge issue. And after experiencing schooling at both a co-ed school and a same sex school, there is no way in hell I'd be sending my children to, yeah, an all girls school, all boys school. I also wonder if it's like, you know, a lot of interesting uh, film and TV and, and storytelling in general is about like peeling back the layers. So this thing mm -hmm. on the surface that looks so awesome, here's the hidden underbelly. And so mm -hmm. the institution of a prestigious girls' private school on the surface that looks awesome and these people are they're so successful and everything's going well for them. But what's interesting is like, I know the people who were there are actually really fucked up. I think that's kind of the yeah. appeal in general. Mm -hmm. um, this show is on Amazon, and I'm really hoping there'll be a season two because it's definitely set up for that. Um, and it's showing, I think, some of the next generation of Australian talent, um, well, female actors at the very least. Uh, Emily Browning, who I hadn't seen for mm -hmm. ages. I know she's had a bit of a career in America and... And, and here, um, but not someone I've really kept my, my finger on the pulse of. Um, I was blown away by her in this. Do you want to talk us through Emily Browning, her character and, and her performance? She's great. So, yeah, I think the last thing I saw her in was Sucker Punch, which is an awful movie and I hated it. Um, and then before that, there was, she played Violet Beauregard in the Lemony Snicket one. But the Lemony Snicket one, that was like three books, the first three books into a movie mm. that never got any sequels or anything she was good in it but who knows um why is she not in more things was my takeaway from this she's amazing and wonderful um so she's sort of an outcast in this group and she she figures out first that the world is ending and goes to this reunion to tell them all that the, the world's ending and I don't believe her yet they spend eight episodes or whatever it is telling her that she didn't yeah. tell them very contrived. I yeah, I would, I don't know. I would remove that. That that could have been like that was one yeah. scene where they say, "Why don't you tell us?" And she's like, "I did tell you." That's it. That's 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 the joke. That's the funny. Yeah, move on. Yeah, sorry, go on. I think um, the pilot for me was really strong, um, mm. and then it wavered a little bit in the middle. I think we sort of treaded water haha, for a bit there, but then I think they they brought it back toward the end i was a little mm. bit worried that they wouldn't stick the landing but they did for the most most part mm. um obviously amelia like ride or die the only person who makes any sense in this situation the reasonable level-headed person megan smart plays, plays her and she was incredible but yeah emily browning and more things please she had enough charisma and screen presence to really carry that first episode which is really centered on her so i know and she's playing a character who's going through obviously they're all going through apocalyptic stuff but as i said it's like a comedy and so she's got to really mm. she's got to do such a difficult job by being funny but also selling mm. the the drama of the situation 
I'm not sure many people would, but she was so magnetic, so charismatic. She's playing also, as you said, she's the outsider. So everyone hates her. So she's got to tell that line as well of being mm-hmm. that being annoying to a certain degree, but also be a hero. It's um yeah, yeah, quite amazing. But there's something very like girl next door about her performance. It's like, oh yeah, you'd run into her down the shops, you know. Like, I don't know, it was a very everyman sort of thing, which I know is sort of the point as well. You need an audience surrogate. But, mm. um, yeah, I thought she was really brilliant and she well, was so She does some shitty some... things too. Sorry to interrupt. She does some shitty stuff, but you still root for her. <laughs> yeah. So that's got to come down to character work, right? Yeah. And I think she sold some maybe not the best lines of dialogue, but she made it work. So, um, yeah, it was really great to see her. I agree that Megan's smart was um was great as well as her offsider and sort of best mm. friend source of not romance but like she wants her love back because they were friends at school and they've had a really yeah. falling out um one thing i say about her character we're talking about spoilers so her thing is that she's got depression and there are for some reason there are enough drugs on campus at the school where they are so she can keep having her antidepressants for the next um have along. I I just don't I like that idea, right? That that we're mm. gonna deal with depression and that would be a concern for a little bit in a post-apocalyptic world. But the way it's dealt with the the depression and the antidepressants, it's like they're magic pills that she needs to keep surviving and she more like just disintegrate without them. Because here's the thing mm. we're in a post-apocalyptic world. There's no more chemists. So eventually you're not going to have any more uh, drugs to take. But also being depressed in this world where the world's ending, that's a probably fair enough reaction to have. They say that in the show, though. She makes a comment that, like, I guess I'm allowed to be a little bit sad or something given the situation, like, it makes sense. I, I get that. But her her character's goal being to get more antidepressants and to keep that going, first of all, it's impractical. But also, I don't think that's like the way it's dealt with is like she keeps having these tablets and she'll be okay. But I think like you might not be okay because there's a post-apocalyptic world happening. And so the, the dealing with these, I just, it felt like, yes, yay for, for having that as a concept, but dealing with it in a kind of impractical way. Mm. I, I see your point. I see where you're coming from. Um, I think... Perhaps this isn't the the um, most popular take, but I think antidepressants can in some ways be a bit of a magic pill for people with mental health issues. Um, if I stopped taking my antidepressants, I would be doing a lot worse off than being on them. Like I, my mental health is managed better by being on medication. I understand that's not the case for everybody and it doesn't work for everybody. But in this situation, the the thing that you do is you wean yourself off them. You've got to, because you're right. There is going to be an end date for where when they run out, and you can't just stop medication like this randomly. So what she should have done is slowly weaned herself off them by reducing the dose and then taking them every other day, and then unfortunately would not be on medication. Um, I think perhaps doing that could have given more weight to that storyline and actually dealt with with the issue of depression and I'm not saying this is the way that they should have done it but an option could have been 
you know, she's weaning herself off and she she's off them entirely. Turns out she's just as depressed and the same as she was before because the world's ending. So it was all for nothing sort of thing. Um, I think that perhaps could have handled it a little bit better um, because I just don't understand what their plan is. Like their plan is to just, you know, spoilers for the final final episode, but th- there are other people who have survived this and they have like scuba teams who go down and get stuff from chemists and get soup mm. and all that sort of stuff. That's kind of run out. <laughs> like yeah. I just... Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't mean to say that you shouldn't take medication, and that's obviously something to to do if you're dealing with depression. Um, talk to your doctor and, and all those good things you should be doing. But to me, it wasn't like it's like an insulin that she needs to take, or otherwise she'll mm-hmm. like it's not a life threatening medicine that she needs to keep having. And the way the show show addressed it as if it was to me, it wasn't realistic. What you were saying about weaning yourself off and then having to deal with the consequences of not having this anymore, that felt like a realistic, that, that's a realistic way to deal with mm. it. Mm. But yeah, the fact that no one says to her, you're going to miss out eventually. Like, yeah, it, it's yeah. just, it is a weird thing to me. But again, I, I, I like the idea of, of, you know, normalizing mental health and having a character in a, in a TV program, having mental health issues and, and dealing with the, some of the practicalities of it was good. Mm. Um, mm. Like you said at one point, what if it's not antidepressants but antipsychotics? That is potentially mm. that could have been a way. To yeah, well, the medication, particular medication she was taking, is for mood disorders, not necessarily depression. It's also used sure. for schizophrenia and, and other mental health um, things. So, yeah, but you know, the antidepressant I'm on is not just used for antidepressant stuff either. So, yeah, but perhaps that could have been an interesting way of of. But then do you get a bit into sort of torture porn territory where you're sort of like just making her suffer for, I don't know. Well, making it, the thing is the show said several times antidepressants, so it's not antipsychotics. We no, no, I know that. Well, I mean, if that was what they were setting up, like it's going to be like a twist or something, like that wasn't what was happening because they kept saying that. Um, but, yeah, if you're going to do it, I think do it properly. And the way they did it didn't really feel mm. right to mm. me. You mentioned Saskia, played by Caitlin Stacey um, from Neighbours and Please Like Me, various other programs over the years. She's the mean girl who's tried to reinvent herself as an influencer in the last 10 years. Yes, very interesting character. I think potentially got the most character growth and depth. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant performance by Caitlin Stacey. Mm. Um hit very close to home for me mm-hmm. <laughs> um but I I did really love the sort of we start off and she's she's not a bully anymore she's over it she's you know thinking well we all have a say in this and we can all be fine and you know I've grown and whatever and of course she hasn't because all she needs is the big thing is that um Amelia says to her you know we need a bitch we need someone who can get shit done and someone needs mm-hmm. to be in charge because we're all flailing and she just falls right back into that role super easily. But then we learn, you know, unfortunately, her quite horrible schooling experience herself where she was preyed on by a teacher, mm-hmm. um, which was really awful. And I guess they were using that to say that, you know, perhaps her schooling experience appeared to other people like she was the best time and on top, but she wasn't. Um Everyone has their stuff 
that they experienced and yeah really complex character and and really brilliant performance by Caitlin yeah. and yeah well and by um, making her sort of fall back into her persona for when she was school she's having to confront who she was back then yeah. and what she was going through yeah yeah I think they they did a good job of like not letting her get away with her past behavior but addressing it and trying to move on with yeah. these characters um it could have been a one-note villain yeah that made it so much better there is a one-note villain in this show <laughs> the american exchange student yes sandy less less interesting and less well done i think her character unfortunately mm. There are a few performances in the show which you'll always get in ensemble casting that aren't as strong as as mm. as the rest as well. Um, but the three main, like Emily Browning, Mina Smart, and Kate mm-hmm. and Stacey, are exceptional. Um, mm. And I think that's enough to sort of carry them over the line. Mm. I will say there's sort of a late a late twist where a few episodes in we realise that um, Sister Bicky has been <laughs> there the whole time, so a nun, one of the teachers. Um, has also survived the apocalypse and been watching them, but has decided not to engage with them because she she doesn't want to deal with their bullshit. Pretty much. Um, what did you think of that? I thought it was funny. I thought it was actually livened up the last half of the season by having a new character who they were all scared mm-hmm. of, and like you know, you know, as a mentor or a, an authority figure. I think maybe it, they have a hint in one episode, like that she's there, and then she's there at the end, like there's this ghost hanging around, sort of thing. I think if that yeah. had been there from the very beginning, that could have been cool. Like all the girls mm. are seeing someone yeah, or like something's happening. And then when it turns out, oh, the ghost is real, that would have been a really satisfying bit. Mm-hmm. Sort of bit out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And it was funny, but they're like, because she's, she's a, like, a, like a nun who's a teacher and she's got an on-campus um, residence. But it was out of bounds to the girls, so they didn't even go and check there. That was, yeah. that was funny. Yeah. But maybe nice there could have been a too. scene where they go there. And they don't go there, right? Or they, or they go they look can't around. Go, and she's hiding, yeah. and they they get freaked out because there's a ghost there. That, you know, there's a, there's enough scenes of like random stuff happening. They could have probably fit one mm. in there. Yeah, but yeah. She was funny. I, think, I liked the character. That she hated the girls too. <laughs> yeah, I liked that too. Then they came together. I think, um, ironically, like she's just a little throwaway character, but she delivers probably the most heartbreaking moment in the show which is mm. talking about Saskia's sexual assault and and Saskia realizes that the sister knew that knew what the teacher was doing and mm-hmm. rightfully so Saskia's like well why didn't you do anything why didn't you report this mm. but it was actually a really mature response and a well realistic response which is what you know you report him and he moves to another school to do it again to a whole other group of people like talking a lot about um, sexual assault in the Catholic Church and a lot of that sort of mm-hmm. mirroring. But she did what she could with the, what little power she had, which is that she would give them detentions. She would make sure that she would remove the opportunity would, for yeah. the teacher to prey upon them. And I just, yeah, that sort of blew mm. me away, that that scene and that sequence. And I thought that was really moving. And I, I think perhaps it's perhaps quite realistic for what a lot of people did as as teachers you know who who didn't have a lot of power i was reminded um of doubt excellent mm. movie amy adams meryl strip and philip samuel hoffman and, and the decisions there around sexual assault and whether it did or did not happen and similar things right just trying to avoid opportunities for him to do the things that he was doing 
Absolutely. Thing that they don't go yeah. into it a lot, but maybe she could have had her suspicions, but couldn't didn't have any proof. So it's like, why don't you do anything? It's like, I go tell oh. the headmaster that I think something's going on, and then the yeah. headmaster's best friends with the teacher, and then I'm kicked out. Or not that you should be looking out for yourself in that situation, but you don't might she might make things worse and not actually and this, resolve yeah. anything. And this does take place in present day. So this is their 10-year high school reunion. So 2013 is when they graduated. The discussion around that sort of stuff, you know, was not where it is today as well. So um, I just think for for what could be written off as a silly little comedy show with 30-minute episodes, you know, mm. pretty light, actually handled that really deftly, I think. Wouldn't this be 2017? Class of 07 is when they graduated in 2007. Oh, sorry. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Yes. That's okay. For some reason, I was thinking it was present day and they, but no, it's not. No. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Yeah, if we go to other characters briefly... We mentioned Genevieve. She was like the sort of annoying, bossy, mean girl who was the school captain. School captain. Well, she fill in school captain. Um, Caretaker school captain. <laughs> yeah, because Amelia had to leave. We'll talk about that in a second. Um, Genevieve was funny too because she's like the very uptight one, the anally retentive one. She's got a clipboard and she's trying to make everyone have fun at the party and be in charge and stuff. Um and like every character, she's got more depth to her and she was the, the victim of, of serious bullying. And so she's dealt with that by trying to control everything. Um, I thought it was interesting how they sort of, they, they didn't just like hand wave any of that. They they dealt with it mm. um, pretty seriously. And she sort of does loosen up a bit eventually. But also she's like, you're not going to just be best friends the next day after you say sorry, bullied me. Like you can't just undo yeah. all that trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Renee. I thought she was so funny. Yeah, <laughs> she's the best. So she's a, a nail tech. So she's played by um, Emma Horn, and she's a nail technician, and she loves her job. But for some reason, I can't remember what the the instigating thing is. She lies. Well, Sandy, the American, says you can't tell people you're only a nail tech. That's, oh, that's right. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's terrible. You have to be ashamed of that. So she lies and says that she's a doctor at the reunion thinking that, you know, it's just a lie and I'm never going to see these people again, so who cares? But then they start trying to turn to her for medical help uh, and she really Fs up by chopping off a toe <laughs> um, by misunderstanding some instructions that were given to her. Mm. Um, but she was, yeah, a joy and a delight to watch. I think she did a really great job. 
And the the joke, which I think was was pretty obvious, but still very well done, is that they all knew that she wasn't a doctor because she didn't know anything. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but they went the along big with re- it. They did a great job of sidestepping that. The big reveal mm. was, oh, I have to tell you something, you know, I haven't been a doctor this whole time. And they're like, oh, yeah, we know. Yeah. We totally knew. <laughs> but fine. but by, by having the lie, yes. she actually had to teach herself medicine, so she learned so, she at least some became... stuff. Yeah. yeah, 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 which was, yeah. But I, I also was... liked that she was able to read her a letter to herself that she wrote when she was at school. Yeah. And she, in her letter, she said, in 10 years' time, I want to be a nail technician. And, mm. and she's like, yeah, I am. And I'm, I love that about me. She's I, the only person who, who achieved what she wanted to 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that as a goal for her too, because not everyone has to go out and be a doctor or do something um, mm. that has a prestige in society. If you want to be a nail technician and you're, and you're great at it and you think of all, you know, the, the therapy that goes along with that and you're making people feel better and to be satisfied in yourself with that, that is your your goal and your vocation. I yeah. thought that was a really good message for this, this I show. Agree. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's a nuanced sort of take that we don't really see a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like, you know, you might, you might look at that as being a, a not a, desirable career but for her it was and so she should be mm. should be um congratulated for that unfortunately um i guess she can still be doing nail tech stuff in this world i guess she did a little <laughs> bit after she revealed it she and she, she started doing yeah. it and that was that was helpful for everybody yeah i don't know if we need to go through like the entire cast but no. um i think perhaps the the weakest points for me were the the two sort of druggy friends who sort of the stoner girls I guess um who I think the show thought were providing more comic relief than perhaps they were didn't need them. um yeah I didn't particularly I didn't think that was the strongest performances I don't think that was the strongest written characters and I didn't find any of it funny which is what the point was so yeah. to your point earlier of that there's stuff they could have cut and replaced with other things I would probably have cut that whole section um a complaint you had that you you mentioned to me while we were watching this is that there's a few flashbacks to these girls when they're at school um and just little moments where you know one of them thought they were being abandoned and Mm. weren't being invited but it was just a miscommunication sort of thing do you want to talk about that a bit and why they perhaps didn't really work the way that they were intended absolutely so the one of the big things is that amelia left one day from school and and never talked to anybody again and they'll think it's because of one thing but it turns out it's because her mum had um, committed yeah. suicide and so there was a there was a sense of shame there and um, you can't tell your family you can't tell your friends we want to keep it keep it hidden um, but also it's a big reveal to the rest of the characters because they 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 sort of dismissed Amelia as someone who'd left one day but actually she had really good reasons to anyway very complicated stuff the issue with the flashbacks is like some of them worked because it's like when Zoe and Amelia meet for the first time in the bathroom, they're being like silly to each other. Mm. And they're clearly like in year seven or eight, right? They're they're young yeah. teen girls. Yeah. But they use the same actors for the scenes when they're supposed to be school captain and and like it's their mm. final meeting. Mm. But like you're still like 12 or 13, 14 maybe. When, yeah. when you obviously when you finish school, you're 17, 18. So I couldn't really get a handle on how old they're supposed to be. You know, I, I, maybe you don't want to have actors playing them at 12, 17 or now, you know, late 20s. Yeah. But it, it undid the good work of the flashback into the point where maybe you don't need the flashback. I don't think you needed it at all. 
I think they could have just been you left one day and no one knows why and and we uncover that as we go along um I I don't think I think perhaps flashbacks are a bit overused sometimes in shows yeah it's just a shame that um the show was so mature and made some really interesting story decisions that really paid off but then also made a couple of story decisions with this that just weren't needed so it's not a perfect show Mm. by any means but um it was really enjoyable to watch and I'm not sure I'm not sure if I want a second season like is that not because I didn't like it just because I don't want want to see Waterworld (laughs) Mm. like I don't know what more you could really do with these characters well that's always the thing with post-apocalyptic areas like where does the story go? Like, mm. you have to recreate humanity or something. Um, the boys turning up, that was a fun ending. Yes, I was going to ask what you thought about that. Yeah, a bunch of party F boys turning up. Yeah, so the final thing is, like, they're going to have to decide who to eat out of all of them. Mm. Um, and Amelia volunteers herself because she's depressed and suicidal. Um, and Zoe and Amelia escape pretty much on this boat, cycling boat thing. Mm. And then these boys turn up and they're so excited, these girls on the island, because they're like, oh, my God, there's other humans out here. We're not the only people who survived. This is incredible. Maybe they've got resources. And then there's just this beautiful sequence, which is just showing these absolute dickheads. (laughs) And you just know instantly who those men are and what they're like. And the girls start to realise, oh, we don't want them here to our Mm. island. This is going to be great. And then Saskia is the first one to bend down and just pick up a rock. That's all she did. And then mm. the rest of them start to pick up. I just thought it was a really, it was really funny. Yeah. Um, and I think a really nice note to end on because we started with this sort of cat fighting um, disjointed group of people and ended with a really solid female friendship group. Mm. Um, and obviously the meaning would be reversed if it was inverted if it was a group of men and they were going to kill a boat of women the the point is that these men think they can just they're like oh i hope you got food and they're very like they're going to invade the place yeah yeah they're not yeah they're not coming in good faith so um, yeah it's funny as we said this the show starts off by having it's like the worst thing could happen you're just stuck with all your old high school friends but as it turns out maybe these are the people you want to have yeah have you back in this situation because they they deal with all their stuff and it's like yeah we we've got so much history we'll we'll, we will support each other yeah there's a quote here from um anna govert who said that the series is a brutal and raw examination of womanhood and the after effects of high school a love letter to female friendships and a raunchy and rowdy good time to boot i think i'd agree with that i think Mm. i really really liked seeing these girls you know in the environment they are they're instantly transported back to what happened when they were in high school and even stupid things like you stole my skirt and never gave it back or I remember this one instance in this one class you said this one thing and Mm. the other person doesn't remember it at all you know I think that's pretty realistic to be honest um I just thought one of the issues that I, I struggle with with Australian produced things but a cultural cringe is that the special effects are always really poor um, which I think is a shame because we have so much money to give to things like Thor and all these Marvel movies that are shot at the Gold Coast, um, but we we don't have any of those resources put into 
Australian created and produced things and that was just a bit it's fine like it's not you know not upset about it it was just something that I noticed that um wasn't as polished as it could have been perhaps Uh, people always upset about special effects but I'm like I I generally don't care too much I know and I'm mostly the same as well like I'm not upset by it but it I, I just thought it was interesting that we can produce content, export content that is perfection, but we don't keep any of the stuff to make our stuff really good. I just, I don't know. I think that's something to consider perhaps. Mm-hmm. One thing I think the show does really well is that unlike a lot of streaming uh, programs where they have sort of one long movie, one 10-hour movie, where it mm-hmm. sort of doesn't deal with, it's still one thing over and over and over and spins its wheels until it gets to the end, right? This show felt like it had very distinct episodes. There's a scene where there's an episode where they've got the they're making electricity with the bikes. There's the mm-hmm. court case scene. There's mm-hmm. the we're going to eat somebody survivor scene <laughs> episode. Yeah. Um, so I think that was a really good way of, of breaking up the story and to show the, the the transition of time, because I think it would have been tempting to write this and just have basically every freaks out every episode and it's the same thing is getting resources and fighting each other and killing each other and stuff but really smartly it's like let's have some distinct episodes we've we've got got one dilemma to solve with one episode then we'll move on to the next one ending as always Mm. and really well with like the final formal prom sort of that was really good yeah i agree yeah i liked it too it was quite tight as a show Um, and really picked up as it went along so um yeah i think this was just a nice Nice show. I, I don't really see the need for any more, but I would really like to see these actors in more things. I think is perhaps the direction I'd like to see explored. Yeah. I just think because it was set up for a season two, like Zoe and Amelia on their boat, the boys turn up. Like I think you need some sort of resolution, but maybe not not like 10 seasons. <laughs> I don't need you do this forever. No. All right. Uh, what are you rating it? I'm going to give it four stars. I think you could have just had a few things cut a little bit for your characters. Um, and eight episodes, I think it was pretty good, actually, eight episodes, but um, there was a bit of bit of stuff to trim. I think I gave it three. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was solid. Where are those two stars then? <laughs> it wasn't perfect. Wow. Wow, you hate Emily Browning, hey? Not at all. Honestly, it, she was so good. I wonder if we should seek out what else she's been in recently to, to see. Yeah, but, but I, we looked at her acting credit. She hasn't been in a lot, though, which is interesting. Well, she's, she's been some, in a few things that come on. Obviously. Been in some TV shows recently, which takes up a lot of time, I'm guessing. Yeah. But, yeah, she was, yeah, as I said, magnetic. We have um we didn't watch much strange stuff last year for the podcast, so we're doing it this year, and I think we... I'm glad we we made the effort for this one. Hmm. And it kept being one we kept pushing down in our priority list as well. So, Fools. Um, I think it's a good show and I think it's one you could watch with your family, like if you want to do that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's sort of, um, I don't think there's anything too outrageous that you would. Um, your mum watched this. Hey, Lonnie. So you, Lonnie's parents are teachers. Well, they're retired now, but we're teachers. Was your mum <laughs> sort of looking at this group of girls and being reminded of her own 
pupils that she taught she back mentioned in the day. that she said she liked when the, the, the nun turned up and like you lot were the worst of lot of bitches <laughs> i've ever seen <laughs> It's because she wanted to say that, but she can never quit. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Um, it was funny, yeah, I think, um, yeah, the girls just fell back into being students to this teacher straight away, even though they've been away for 10 years. That mm. was funny. So we'll see. It's um, obviously the strike and the strikes have made it difficult mm. to know what's coming up. I would imagine... Instead of starting a new show, you've got this. It's already got a bit of a fan base. It's already had one season. You could just make another season pretty easily. But when do studio executives ever make decisions, like good decisions that pay off, you know? Oh, you don't have to start from scratch, though. You could, oh, you I could agree start with this you, pretty right? quickly. Yeah, I agree with you. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Um, we've got some Australian stuff coming up soon, hopefully, plus some stuff in the past. Um, you can go back and have a look and yeah we'll, we'll try and track down some Emily Browning to see if she was to see mm. how, how magnetic she is in other things yeah and it's almost time for our end of year wrap up so get excited for that um, can't believe the year's almost over where did the time go hmm. are we in a post-apocalyptic world one day feels like it sometimes hmm. anyway <laughs> on right. that positive note thank you for listening See you next time. Bye.